Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and the podcast. We're talking all kinds of stuff in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and we're talking mostly about a topic of discussion that we've come up with that deals with our genre, science fiction or fantasy or whatever we do, is binge-watching TV, um, TV viewing. There's a couple of different ways to do it. You can watch it on a weekly basis. You can watch it by just sitting down on a weekend and watching 10 hours of your show and getting it out of the way. We're going to talk a little bit about the pros and cons and what we personally like to do and maybe some of our memories of how we used to watch TV back in the olden days. Um, I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. So the first thing I want to talk about, we're going to quickly talk a little bit about news. Um, uh, I guess the biggest Doctor Who news that's been out recently is Tony Selby passed away. Again. Who's that? Tony Selby was um, in Dragonfire. He was the pirate that was helping Ace. Glitz. Glitz. Yeah. Um, that episode, which you might have forgotten about already, was one of the last. <laughs> actually, we just posted it not too long ago. So um, it was one of our last Doctor Who recordings that we've done. And uh, he was hanging out with Mel at the end. Mel left and stayed with him. Oh. And uh, bearded guy, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that. It's a terrible episode, but yes, I do remember him. <laughs> and he was in a couple of. He was a, a recurring character in the. Um, Trial of Time Lord. Trial of Time Lord season, which was a Colin Baker season, which we haven't gone over. But um, so he was a character that was known when he was in Dragonfire. Um, he's been in a number of things. He he was. It was reported earlier this year, I think, that he had passed away, but. Um, that was wrong, but um, obviously he, he, he did finally. So whatever it was, he was sick, you know, that's what the report was. He's been in a lot of other things, um, Ace of Wands, uh, Mulberry, Love Hurts, The Bill, Dream Team, EastEnders. And he has an uncredited role in Superman. Interesting. Hmm. So I don't know where that came from, but so I thought he was good in the part. Um, kind of a com comedic character, and uh, so not, you know, mm -hmm. not not many episodes, but a few. So also, I have, um, Doctor sure. Who rumors. If you wanna. Oh yeah. Um. So. The the biggest one that I've heard seems to have some traction behind it is Michaela Cole, um, maybe in in line for the new Doctor. Okay. I've not seen anything that she's been in because a lot of it, some of it is not just not my thing. But um, her biggest, most recent thing is um, I May Destroy You and. It looks a bit brutal, so I haven't watched it yet, but it is on my list of things to watch. Um, she was also in Chewing Gum, and she's going to be in the next Black Panther. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I probably have seen her in Black Mirror, but I don't remember what episode of Black Mirror she was in. Uh, we talked about her last week, or last time. Yeah. Um, so, okay, that's... But it is getting a, a little bit more traction i guess you could say okay 
than um, anybody else that I've heard of, although I don't spend a lot of time looking at rumors. Yeah. I might, you know, you know, once we start hearing about these people, or even especially when they, if they do announce them, I'll probably do a little bit of research to um, see what they're like ahead of time. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Because I hadn't heard anything. Um, I saw an interview with her, but I, I I didn't read it because I just, you know, every actor at some point says something about the Doctor Who show and. I'm not going to read every single one of them because, right? You know, so what if they want to be the doctor? It doesn't mean that they're going to be the doctor, but right. So, um, this news came out, and I don't know if they got this from the the Boston Expo Con that Jeff and I attended last week, but Christopher Eccleston had said it in his panel last week, and we'll talk a little bit about Boston Expo Con because both Jeff and I went. Um, Christopher Eccleston said that he he'd never reprise the Doctor. He's never going to come back as the Doctor on TV. And on TV, because of the BBC, and the reason for that is the BBC had made an announcement after he had left the show, or when he announced he was leaving the show, that was a lie. That's what he said, and I don't remember what the BBC said about him. I didn't research it, but. He didn't go into specifics, but he basically said they lied about his exit from the show. And he's worked with the BBC since, I think, but not on Doctor Who, and he's not going to go back there. He's done with it. So he'll do the, he's doing the big finish, and he's really, really happy with the big finish stuff. So, hmm. um, so that's interesting. I, again, I don't know what the – I don't remember what was said. Maybe they said he was difficult to work with, maybe – um, but I don't remember specifics. <clears throat> so he also had the relationship with the three producers wasn't that great towards the end either. Yeah, and was that what the BBC said, or is that what he said? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. So um, if anyone knows, you know, post in our. He also know. said the same thing when the next day in Dragon Con. Yeah. The next day at Dragon Con, so he was at Boston Expo on Saturday, and then he went to Dragon Con on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Okay, so that's. I thought he was a good doctor. I, I you know. Yeah, I liked him, and I liked him even more on the rewatch. Yeah. You know. Um, I I just I think he's. I think he's good. I've seen him in a few other things. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it's just because I'm so familiar with him as the doctor, but I'm always very aware that it's Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> you know, some actors are, you just can't get past that, but um, for a variety of reasons. So I don't know. Yeah. I keep forgetting he was in the, the Thor Dark World movie. He was also in um, 28 Days Later uh, as a soldier. So um, I've seen him in a couple and of things. He was, he was a very young actor when I think it was, it might have been Inspector Morse that he was in an episode of, mm -hmm. um, which was pretty funny. He had a lot of hair. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but if you want to see him as, if you want to hear him as a doctor, then check out the Big Finish stuff, because he's been doing a lot of those. And, and there's one box set out now, and one is on its way. So I may break down and, and maybe listen to those. I was thinking about that. But speaking of the convention, uh, Boston ExpoCon, or I don't know if that's the name of the convention, but um, last week they had a big Band convention. Expo Boston. Yeah. And they had a big, uh, um, big event last week. Uh, super spreader event. I mean, um, <laughs> convention, well, sci-fi. Well, uh, masks were mandatory, so... Well, masks were mandatory except for John Berriman. Uh, he came out. I was in an autograph line for him, and he came out and he said, "Look, I'm, I'm uh, vaccinated, and if you're vaccinated, you can take your mask off and you can take a selfie with me now." He was charging forty dollars for a selfie, so I guess he did, and he he was taking a lot of selfies with people. A lot of people were doing it, and I was tempted just because of that. But I'm like, I'm not gonna spend forty dollars for a quick little. And he took he takes several poses and stuff so it's pretty cool you don't have to go to the photo session with him you can just you know get a really close so he's putting your face right next to your face and some people online have said that that wasn't really nice that was probably a bad mistake or whatever but mm -hmm. he was very much kind of he took his mask off and just kind of he was behind a, a partition when he was talking to everyone else i think I don't remember if he was behind a partition when I got my autograph, but but very personable. I, I saw him; he was very talkative. We talked about um, the locate where I where I live, the area, um, a little bit about Western Massachusetts. I saw James Marsters, who plays oh, cool. uh, Spike. Spike. He's also in that show Torchwood. Oh with yeah, that's John right. Berryman. Yeah. He was Captain what, John or something. Captain John, yeah. Yeah. He was good. He was funny too. I, I talked to him for a while. Um, Anne Eccleston was was good to meet him. Um, that was my first. You know, we we were waiting in line for him. So. And it didn't take that long either. I mean, we were when we well we got there early. Yeah. And. That's the key. Get there, Get there early. early, and then because later on it was a mob house. I took some pictures, and it's just a sea of people. And you guys were saying that this is still not because of COVID. It it would be more crowded. I believe it would have been, yeah. Yeah, I, and I've I'm, been I've been there where it's like, well, lot. I mean, you have trouble walking through the yeah. that dealer's area. I thought that dealer's area was smaller compared to other years. Mm -hmm. But I yeah. just was amazed. The thing that amazed me the most was that Brendan Fraser had the biggest line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And but. people were saying, why? He loves Brendan Fraser. He's fantastic. Yeah. And, and I think I might have gotten his autograph, but the line was just too long. Yeah. The line was huge. And we were, I was like third. John was like second. And you were like right behind me. You were fourth. And we went, breezed right in, got Christopher Eccleston's autograph. And then. Even the photo line, it it went really quick. John and I just went bang bang. It was just like, it was yeah. great. And I guess the, for the photos, they've been putting up uh, these these plastic partitions in, in in between the celebrity and the person. So, I've seen a few of those. I guess some conventions are doing that, and it's 
it's I guess that's better than nothing, I guess. So. Um, I didn't do the photo session. Yeah, I, I was a little afraid going back to this convention. I mean, I didn't I haven't been to this convention before, at least I don't not in recent history. Um, one of the reasons I, I don't go to conventions as much is because of the nightmare stories of how crowded they are. And this is not COVID. It's just in crowds in general. I've been to a couple of chiller conventions down in New Jersey where or, um, where they have um, where you're in the dealer's room and you literally have to wait for people to leave the dealer's room to move. It's just packed yeah. full of people. That sounds like a that is like my worst nightmare. I yeah. don't ever go to a convention. I, I'm not a you know and, and back then I think I I knew it was happening so I I kind of embraced it because I loved the dealer's room I love to go in and just buy merchandise so I go in there and it would be like going in just diving into a pool of people and just go here I go Ooh, you know and I would just go la, la, like like you're just going moving along with the crowd and occasionally you would see an opening and try to snake through and stuff but in my older age I don't necessarily want to go through that and I don't get much stuff anymore from the merchandise I don't buy stuff I I you know I, I looked everywhere I was trying to find some one of those um, pop figures um, but I couldn't find any at this convention so I was really disappointed no just kidding that's all they had was those pop culture things they had thousands of them and I'm like wow I guess if I was collecting those I'd be in heaven but um, it was, you know, I liked, they had R2-D2 there. They had some good artists. There was good, good stuff there. I was tempted on some stuff, but um, I didn't buy anything at the dealer's room, which was, because I don't do that as much anymore. I used to, everyone can, everyone that remembers me going to conventions, that's my thing. I used to go and buy, at Doctor Who conventions especially, almost everything that was there, and I don't do that anymore. So... But it was a good convention. It, it, like I said, it was starting to get to that point where I'm like, okay, there's getting too many people there. Great costumes. Um, when I used to, in my heyday conventions, costumes um, weren't as elaborate or good. Sometimes they would be tinfoil and great. The person's doing their best. But um, these costumes are like, geez, you know. Um, yeah. I saw some of your pictures. It was pretty cool. The Chewbacca is like, <laughs> I don't think Chewbacca is really that tall in in the movie, but he's pretty no, tall. The, 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 that Star Wars stuff was like really good. Yeah, and he was gr he was talking too. You know, rah, you know. He had the Sandtrooper was cool. I don't know if I saw them. You didn't see the sand sand uh, sand guy or this. Oh yeah, yeah, the Tuscan Raider. Tuscan Raider, yeah. Yeah, I took a picture of him. Okay, so anyways, um, so that was the convention, and that's where Eccleston bashed the BBC, and huh. um, we saw um, Walter Koenig there with no line. That was a little sad. You know, when I first started going to conventions, Walter Koenig was like a like a like a rock god, you know, you walk on stage and people like, uh, and especially when he was doing Babylon 5, people were just going crazy because he'd been in yeah. so many genre stuff. And now he's, you know, he's just been at so many conventions that he's, everyone's already seen him or people just don't care anymore or whatever. And so, 
And the kid from uh, Walking Dead was there, the um, Chandler Riggs, and he didn't have a lot of people either. Well, they had a lot of a lot of guests there, so. Yeah, I mean, they had the people from the office. They had uh, um, people from Arrow. People from the um, a lot of people canceled. They had a lot of guests that got canceled. Billy Piper was supposed to be there, and she canceled, which kind of sucked. But um, uh, Summer Glau from um, Firefly was supposed to be there. She canceled. My guess was, gonna... was the mask mandate is reason why. Yeah, or just the fact that they didn't want to potentially catch COVID from some slobbering fan. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, there was a lot of anime fans there. They're all dressed up in the anime costumes, which looked pretty cool. I wanted to see Robert Patrick, uh, but he never was at his table. I, I never, you know, every time I went over his table, he was from um, X-Files and Terminator 2. Terminator 2 and stuff like that. So, But it was good. I, I didn't have any major expectations. Um, the food was... Mm, yeah. yeah. I did. I filled out my survey and I put food was okay, I guess. <laughs> it kept me alive, I guess. I didn't have to wait in line. There was a huge bunch of people waiting in line at one part of the food, but they had a different one off to the side and maybe that's why no one went to that one because the food wasn't that great, but it was, it was serviceable. I would have had the salad if they didn't put blue cheese in it. Okay. Um, so what else is going on? Um, uh, Matrix Resurrections trailer came out. Yeah, look and good. I'm looking forward to that. I I love the first movie. I didn't think it was as good as everyone thought it was because, but I, I like the first one. I, the second one I thought was fantastic as well. Um, the third one was like, oh, uh. <laughs> but I was a little excited by seeing. You know, Neo and Trinity back again, and I they definitely see, used the right song for that trailer. Yeah, I didn't White see Rabbit uh, by Jefferson Airplane. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Agent Smith though, so I'm a little. I didn't see him either. Yeah, I want to see. He has to be in it, otherwise, I don't know if it's going to be a good Matrix movie. But did he get killed? Yeah, but I mean, they could come back. Didn't Trinity get killed? <laughs> I thought so too. So that's why I was kind of confused why she was there. I'm confused. I'm gonna have to probably revisit those movies, but I almost forgot. I almost didn't realize that movie was being made, and all of a sudden, there's a trailer out for it. Um. Okay, so let's go into our main topic. Unless anyone has anything else they want to talk about, what they've been working on, or no, not really. I don't. I don't really watch anything. Yeah, I have a couple of things, but I'll I'll mention them next time because we're we're already kind of blabbing away here a little bit. So, I, I brought up this topic because, you know, and again, back in the olden days. <laughs> the olden days, Jesus Christ, make us sound back, like ninety-five years old. Way back in historical times, when TV was first invented in the seventies. <laughs> um. And, and obviously, it's been going on since TV was invented. People would go out of their way to watch TV shows. Like, when Six Million Dollar Man was on TV, I would, you know, everything had to stop at my household. We got three channels. 
you know, obviously there was mm-hmm. only three channels, usually maybe four, depending. And we would go and sit down and watch this show. And if we were visiting relatives or if there was some sort of presidential thing going on or something, your show oh. was not on or you couldn't see it. And you would yeah. not see that episode until it repeated in the summertime. And if you remembered and you were on vacation or something, because yeah. you couldn't record it. Or if the weather was bad and your antenna was acting up and you didn't quite get that channel good enough, it's like, ah. Or you lost power or something like yeah. that. So that's the way we used to watch TVs. Yeah, that's the way we used to watch TV in the 70s and stuff like the 80s and whatever. It was basically you watch it when it was on. And later on, you would get repeats. Um, I watched the majority of Space 1999 and Star Trek, obviously, through... Uh, syndication. They would be on regular TV and they would be weekly. They would be daily. So you wouldn't be watching it every week. You'd be watching it every day and possibly more than one episode a day. I wasn't, I'm not old enough to remember watching Star Trek when it first aired on TV. Um, Neither did I because I wasn't born yet. And that was during, that was prime time. Space 1999, which is my favorite show, um, had some primetime show um, airings, but mostly it was through syndication. Um, but if that's when it first aired in America, it was airing syndicated. Like, whatever. So, um, and then the first thing that happened in the 80s, in the 90s, is we got video cassettes, and that was the first time that we would be able to really kind of watch these shows all at once. We would sit down and watch two or three episodes in a row. And that's kind of would be the first time that anyone watched some sort of binging. Uh, the other option would be if they had a marathon of something. Um, you know, they have the Godzilla marathons. Oh, yeah. On TV or uh, PBS used to do Doctor Who marathons where they would show a bunch of classic episodes in a row. And a lot of times I think they showed like Trial of Time Lord in a maybe or, or one they of those seasons. The whole- yeah, they did the trial of Tremor at all one Saturday. Yeah, and that would give you. And then those at that at that time we were also starting to get the the VCRs going, so we we didn't have to stay there and watch them, you know. And you have the opportunity to watch them all at once. And then as the nineties and you know so on, you would you would potentially catch up with a show later on when you bought it on disc or or um, video cassette, and you could watch a show that you missed initially. I think a lot of people watched Firefly that way, where they bought it on DVD, and they had heard about it um, and watched it. And that's kind of the beginnings of binge-watching right there, when these fans would sit down and say, I've never watched Buffy. I'm going to go ahead. And that's what I did. I watched the first two or three seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer on video cassette, And I don't remember watching 10 in a row, but I would get so wrapped up in it, I would watch maybe a couple. And then I introduced my wife to them. And then we watched them more, um, not as intensely. <laughs> you know, not like, I gotta, it's 11 o'clock at night and I gotta watch another episode. We wanted to, but we would say, we gotta wait till tomorrow. And nowadays with streaming, we have that option, like on Netflix, a lot of shows come out and all the episodes are dumped at once and 
it amazes me how you see people reviewing series like this thing will Mandalorian comes out or Mandalorian was weekly, but you would have a show that comes out like um, Umbrella Academy or Umbrella Academy or Daredevil. And then within 10 hours or nine hours, you would see a review about the whole season. Well, that's because they're critics and they're getting the thing in advance. They, they get those like weeks ahead of time. Yeah, but, yeah, but I also then you think... got the blog, the fans and the blog, the fan blog sites are like reviewing them like boom, right, right away too. That's, but what I'm saying is I think people, as soon as it becomes available, they binge watch for 10 hours and then they do the review right afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and that's what gives you the advantage of binge watching. You could, you could consume this stuff as as quick as possible you can um so you know i i I think i watched um what else did i watch for binge watching you know just about every show that i watched after the fact a stargate i think i tried to but I, i my binge watching is and maybe i remember some saturdays watching some shows where i would watch four five I don't think I've ever watched a whole season that got dropped on Netflix in one shot. I maybe oh. watch like one or two or three. Yeah. And then it would take me forever. I'm like winter time. Oh, it's snowing out. Okay, I'll watch a couple episodes of this and something like that. But I don't normally binge watch like thirteen episodes in a row or ten or whatever. I mean, there's been some shows that I that I couldn't stop watching and once i started watching them and i had them all or was available to all of them were available to me i'm like why should i stop and i you know oh wow six hours have gone by and i'm still watching this thing and the reason i bring it up is because that's what people do they binge watch and because they're so addicted to the show or they like the show or or they want to see how it goes or whatever and these shows if you remember back in the olden days the shows wouldn't be a continuing story necessarily they'd be one shot yeah. so now because they're continuing there's a storyline and most of these shows it, it it appeals to people to watch the next episode and they have to do that and that's why all those shows are like that I mean, doctor who maybe is an exception they have these underlying plot lines that are you know Bad Wolf and and the crack and stuff like that, but overall the stories are individual. But they do that because they want people to come back and um, watch and the next episode. Watch. Yeah. I mean, back in the day when you would watch something like Star Trek or whatever, you wouldn't necessarily sit there after watching the first episode and go, "Oh my God, I can't wait to see the second one to see what the next one to see what happens," because it's not a continuing. Mm-mm. No, I think I mean, there were a few shows that would do that, but it was generally like, you know, a, a one-off thing. You'd you'd, yeah. you'd watch the first episode, and then there's like a cliffhanger at the end, and you've got to tune in next week to find out what happened. You know, did they rescue Timmy from the well? Yeah. And, um. But then that was it. You know, yeah. it, it didn't go over the whole season usually, unless it was like a a nighttime soap opera, like. I didn't yeah. watch this because I was too young, but like Dallas or um, Dynasty or those like 80s big shoulders, lots of drama. Yeah. Those would. And I know that um, shows like ER and um, St. Elsewhere, 
Yeah, there was kind of a storyline going on underneath. Yeah. You, had, you kind of did need to watch them in order. You can just drop in on ER. Yeah. That's but, true. Um, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't as obvious as it is now. But I think also, you know, when it comes to Netflix series or or HBO or any of the streaming services, really, they're much shorter. You know, when a a, a network television show has something like twenty seven episodes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and a Netflix show has six, maybe ten. It's if it's ten, it's a long series for Netflix. Yeah. You know, and so they it's easier to make a long continuing continuing storyline when you are only doing six episodes. Yeah. Definitely. And they're geared that way. They're geared as a as an ongoing story and you know, there might be some subplots that go off a little bit, but when you look at something like Umbrella Academy, there's one plot line, but then there's multiple character plot lines that sort of go off tangent a little bit. Right, something well, and like, that's based on, on comic books. Yeah. So it's a little different, I guess. I mean, I know not everything is that, that comes out, but there's a ton of stuff that's, you know, on streaming services that's based on comic books. There's a lot of it, yeah. So, um, what other, uh, can you guys name, so so Jeff, you said you really have never watched a show more than like maybe two or three episodes in a row. Um, well, I remember when I first watched The Prisoner, I spent Saturday night watching half of it, and then Sunday watching the other half when I woke up. Okay. And that's about the closest I ever got to like binging a whole series. But no, it's usually like three or four episodes. Yeah. I know on Stranger Things, when you get like down to the last three or four episodes, I'll just sit and watch the last three to see how it ends. Yeah. yeah. But I might just like, oh, I'll watch, oh, it's lunchtime, I'll watch this one during lunch and then get back to doing other stuff and then maybe watch an episode or two in the evening, but I wouldn't necessarily watch it all at once. Yeah. And what about you, Julia? Is there a show that you got so wrapped up in that you just kept watching it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, Buffy. I mean, oh, yeah. that was the first show I remember binge watching. And I watched that show so much <laughs> that if I saw somebody stagger when they were outside, you know, or look a little off, yeah. I was like, it's a vampire. <laughs> I mean, I just, I I don't, I think it took me maybe two weeks to watch that whole series. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Seven, I, seven, I just, seven two, seasons. How many episodes is that? Well, seven times 22 or whatever, you know, it's. Yeah, I mean, I watched seasons. it, I watched it constantly and I would stay up way too late. And um, yeah, it was, it was not. It wasn't the best, most the thing I'm most proud of in my life, that's for sure. And the other one was The Sopranos. I didn't watch that quite as intently as I watched Buffy. Yeah. But I, I did binge The Sopranos because that was such a good show. Yeah. And it was one of those, I never watched either of them when they were on television. I didn't have HBO at the time. And, and when Buffy came out, I was like, 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Are you, I'm not watching that. That sounds stupid. Little did I know. So I didn't watch it until after it was off the air. Yeah, I, uh, for Buffy, I had um, a couple of people had told me about it, and it was still on air. And um, I ended up finally, I don't know if I watched one particular episode, and I said, geez, i got to watch this. And so I started to binge watch to catch up, and I, I think I caught up before the last season um, or maybe the last couple of seasons I watched live, as you would say, you know, mm-hmm. week by week. Um, but I had to, I also had to do Angel too, because that was linked in there. So, um, but yeah, that's one of those shows that you start watching and it's like, geez, how can you not, how can you stop watching it? You know? Yeah. It's um, a binge worthy show in my opinion. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and one of my things was I always wondered because I'm, I'm when I went to college I took a lot of courses in media and I was I'm fascinated with TV and movies, not just because oh wow look at that there's explosion and people are getting decapitated or whatever and enjoying that. I'm <laughs> um, I'm also fascinated with the decisions that are made at how TV shows are made uh, in America. TV shows all have multiple cliffhangers not as much anymore but in on on network tv they have to have these little cliffhangers leading into the commercials and when you watch it without the commercials it's awkward and then meanwhile in other countries when they don't have the commercials during the show when you put it on america now they add commercials and sometimes they're very awkward so it's kind of fascinated how they the writing styles are different because when you write for Oh, we have to have a moment where there's a big reveal because there's a commercial schedule for this time. It, it it directs the show in a certain way. It changes the way that it gets written for. And right. that's and that's the same for network TV. It's like, well, here's a this guy gets his head cut off. Obviously, we can't show it, so we have to write it a certain way. Now it's a little more, you know, when you're on Netflix or whatever these other things are, you can get away with a lot more. And so you, you can not have those confines of a commercial. You don't have to worry about, like, uh-oh, if I show a head getting cut off, you know, as long as it's not too gory, it, it might pass okay on Netflix. And mm-hmm. So, and one of the things I'm fascinated about is consumption of products on, on for TV. And when you would watch a show on regular network TV, like Twin Peaks, for example, uh, I, I use that. I don't know if you guys watched it, but it was one of those shows that people talked about, you know, and the, I'm sure <laughs> Dallas and some of these bigger shows, they were talked about quite a bit. And and either in your circles or just, in, you know, the, the, the water coolers at the offices and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was called Appointment TV. I mean, you made sure you were home at nine o'clock on Thursday so you could watch ER because it yep. was, you know, everybody, the next day you knew everybody was going to be talking about it. Yeah. And th- it was like that with, I think I didn't watch Lost because I thought it was boring as hell, but <laughs> I know people watched Lost like that. Yeah. Same thing with The Sopranos. Um, Dead. <laughs> yeah, The Walking Dead, another show I've never watched. Um, yeah, I, never, I never watched it either. <laughs> it ends, right? It's ending that soon. I gave up on it. I, I watched about half I watched I gave up like four three or four years ago. I, I couldn't watch it anymore. 
it was all about killing people. It's like, oh, who who are we going to kill next week? And it's like, you know what? I don't want to watch that anymore. Yeah. You know, but anyways. Um, yeah, Lost is a good example. I mentioned Twin Peaks because at one point that was like the talk of the town or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I remember when that was being talked about. It wasn't I wasn't interested. It yeah. was a little too surreal for me. I, I can't handle <laughs> surreal things that well. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, so even some sitcoms, you know? Yeah. Like there was that Thursday night lineup on NBC and it was like yeah, Seinfeld and, and, and Frasier and something else. Yeah. And it was just like that's what everybody was doing between 8 and 11. <laughs> you know, you were watching those shows. Yeah. And, and Thursday. <laughs> and I would argue if if I had to be on the side of weekly watching, I feel that there is benefits to weekly watching because you watch a TV show and you have a whole week to absorb it. You can, uh, if, if you've recorded it, you can watch it again. You can mm -hmm. talk about it with people. If you're mm -hmm. getting together with friends, you can say, oh, wow, well, what did you think of the, that latest episode of ER? I can't believe that they did that or whatever. And, and you, can, you can discuss it. And, and it sinks in. And you can kind of, and then you go on to the next episode. Um, and that, I think that's an advantage. There are disadvantages to it. You have to wait a week. And if it's a cliffhanger or if it's like, oh, we just found out this person's pregnant or, you know, or whatever, yeah. this person's going to die because they're going to fall off a cliff. And then you have to wait a week. It's kind of frustrating or a season if like in um, the case of Star Trek Next Generation where Picard comes out as a Borg and you're like, OK, now I, wait a minute. It just ended. The sh seriously, you're going to end the summer. season and wait a <laughs> And Star Trek fans summer. lost their their um, minds waiting that well, whole summer the, yeah. the uh, hardcore ones did it was just like uh, yeah. gotta wait all summer to see what happens to Picard yeah yeah and, I think that that I mean they do still I agree with you that it is I do sort of miss just watching one show a week and I'm finding now that like um I have, I have a subscription to Britbox and they are starting to do that. So when, like, Vera is out, has just released a new season, and I love Vera, and they are dropping an episode a week because they get it two days after it's shown on ITV. Okay. So I like that, you know, because, oh, oh, it's new Vera day. You know, I can go yeah. watch Vera. Yeah, because it's something to look forward to, too. Yeah. Yeah, whereas, you know, if I... If I lose interest, I mean, I am very easily distracted. So the next shiny show will, will distract me from finishing a series. I can't tell you how many series I've started. And, like, I'm on episode three on every single one of them. And and I've forgotten what they are about. And so, yeah, I mean, there is something to be said for, for weekly viewing. Yeah, and I think the streaming platforms do that because they don't want people to binge watch over the weekend and then drop the service and, and only have it for one month. They could or, potentially keep it keep them longer. Or they binge it during the free trial and then cancel and then don't sign yeah. up. Yeah, but but you can still binge watch it. You can wait until Mandalorian's done airing, and, uh, you know, and then get it for a month and just binge watch it and then cancel That's it the next true. day. So it, it, a lot it, of Star it, Trek fans do that with the paramount plus what like what used to be just a cbs they'll wait till picard yeah. or discovery's over and then they'll binge watch it and then cancel it 
and I think Disney Plus is smart because they have multiple shows going on, and then when they do the uh, the Marvel stuff, there's not as big of a gap in between. So it's kind of like, well, if the next show is starting in two weeks, then I'm not going to cancel my subscription. So I, I end up keeping it for the whole year. So that's a, the advantage of a um, a weekly thing because it keeps people subscribed. Yeah. Yeah. Now. That there are, that like we were talking about, there's advantages of the weekly, um, you know, building up anticipation and everything. But also, you have a whole week, and and maybe you you get like distracted or whatever, and maybe forget about the next episode or whatever. The the other thing with binge watching is the advantage, obviously, is you can. I think there's disadvantages to binge watching. First off, I don't think it's necessarily always healthy, because <laughs> I think a lot of times when people binge watch, they're probably like, okay, I'll watch one episode, and then I got to go do stuff. And then eight hours later, they're like, okay, well, I guess I'm not doing that. <laughs> and you're what you're sitting in front of a TV and you're just, you know, hopefully. Mindlessly eating chips. Yeah. And, yeah. No, no, I get it. <clears throat> I think that, um, I, I mean, you know, one of the things was that, you know, when you had shows on network television or, HBO or whatever, you uh, you knew what night of the week they were on. Yeah. Yeah. Like I still know that ER was on on Thursday nights. <laughs> like, how long has ER been off the air? Yeah. Um. And you know, same with HBO shows. Like you just knew what night they were on, and so you scheduled your life around that. Yeah. You're like, I'm gonna watch ER tonight. I got to get everything done by ten o'clock. You know. And so you, yeah, I mean, you do get, I mean, there have been plenty of days, especially if it's a day that I'm not feeling that well, that I am like, I'm going to sit here and watch shows and not do anything else. I don't care how filthy my kitchen is or how yeah. much my rug needs to be vacuumed. And that's, binge watching is great for that. Because yeah. I can remember being homesick as a kid and there was literally nothing to watch on TV. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Nothing. And you were sick. You know, you were, had a headache or you were throwing up or whatever. You don't want to read a book. You know, you don't, you don't feel well enough to play. Because believe you me, my mother was not letting me stay home just because I didn't feel like going to school. I had to be, like, puking and bleeding out of my eyes. And so the only thing that was on was, you know, talk shows in the morning. Sometimes you got a game show. That was exciting. And then soap operas all afternoon. And there was nothing else to watch. Gumby was on too. There was one channel that had Gumby. It was stupid. Gumby was on on Sundays, wasn't it? It wasn't my in where it I was on during, It was on during the week. Oh. I don't remember what channel. I mean, there was PBS. You had you know Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street and the Electric Company, but those didn't come on till later on in the afternoon during the day. It was like cooking shows and Bob Ross and that kind of stuff. <laughs> it was really boring. You didn't even want to stay home because there was nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 so much has changed because you, you know I, I think I think in a way I'm not trying to bash binge watching because we all do it and continue to do it. But um, one of the things that I that I I kind of get a little irked on is they have that skip intro at the beginning of those shows where you can skip the start. Mm-hmm. 
and I hate that because it's like, well, well, first off, let me ask you, Julia, do you skip the intros? Uh, I do after I've been watching the show for a while because it's usually just the credits, and I don't care about the credits. Yeah, like, it's never the show. No, I know, but when you're binge-watching and you want to you see the opening – now, most opening credits – this could be another podcast because I can go on and on about opening credits. For some reason, I have a big thing about them. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've always thought that a show needs to have some sort of opening credits. And, you know, when you look at Babylon 5 and Star Trek and Space 99 and all these – perfect prisoner you know they're just great openings that the music is fantastic and you know yeah i agree game of thrones opening yeah. credits game of thrones it's great yeah i was like i mean i would like sit there and like try to pick things out every time because it they were so good most of them aren't that good they had skip intro for the bad batch and the opening is only like 10 seconds long yeah it's just that good it's like it's the, boom it's the, and it says skip intro like you can't sit through 10 seconds <laughs> and, and Lost, the opening to Lost was just a title with, you know, it was just a couple of seconds. And I always thought to get into a show, you need to be kind of guided into it. And the start credits would always sort of set the stage like, oh, this is, you know, MacGyver. There we go. We're going into it. A-team. There we go. Yeah. And then you would be in that mode. It would like be a cleansing, a palate cleansing thing from whatever you were watching last time. Um, nowadays, some of the star credits are, are um, there's not much to them. They just kind of like two seconds long and they just do the introduction and everything. And Or the end credits, they speed up like super fast. That's not necessarily them. That's the, the network deciding to, to, you know, but. Compress it a little bit, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, there are some shows that I watch. Um, I watched this Polish show called The Meyer. It was a mystery. And and because a lot of, it, well, at least this is what I've gleaned from the amount of, like, Slavic, you know, Nordic stuff that I've watched, a lot of that stuff is sponsored by a lot, of, by the government and, and, like, lottery agencies and a bunch of different entities sponsor this show. So in addition to getting all the names that you don't know because they're in Polish or Finnish or whatever, yeah. um you have all these these companies you know like it's like it's like watching pbs you know it was brought to you by the so-and-so foundation (laughs) and so uh, so i do skip those yeah because i don't i don't care i don't need to read that and um you know and again if i'm binging a show and i have plans to watch three or four episodes I'll watch the opening credits the first time, and then I'm going to skip it. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, I, I just feel that that I usually try to watch them. Um, there's a couple of Jerry Anderson shows that have really bad music in the end credits that I never – I just hit stop or go on to the next <laughs> one because I don't want to listen to it. But, um, but yeah, I guess it depends on, on the situation. I also think binge-watching is a negative because if you – watch six or seven episodes in a row i feel it's hard to discern and this is not as important now because of these shows are configured as one big story it's hard to tell what episode is what yeah i mean i i can tell you the names of all the space 99 episodes and star trek episodes because they were they were individual they were original they were separated prisoner even you know all those shows you could do that but then when the, you have names of like the episodes, I don't even know if they still title, you know, Supernatural or whatever. It's harder because 
um, they don't have the opening credits and, and you just, what, what was my point? When, when you binge watch, you're watching it all at once. So then you go, I don't know what episode that, that Spike did that in Buffy. All I know is I watched it today and it was one of those episodes. Right. <laughs> right. It kind of all runs together. And there is yeah, a disadvantage. That's, that's true. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying it's a huge negative where it's like, I'm, I'm not trying to tell people stop binge watching because it's not good for you. It may probably is not, but I, I think you, you potentially don't get as much out. You maybe, maybe, I mean, I, you know, obviously you're a big Buffy fan and I'm a Buffy fan and we, we kind of did binge watch those a little bit and we're not sitting there going, I don't remember anything because I binge watched it in, in one weekend, but we still like that. You probably revisited the show. Oh yeah. Since yeah, so tons of times. Yeah, and it, it starts becoming ingrained in your memory. Where now, now it's like I can remember, you know, what's the episode? Hush. Well, geez, that's the one oh, yeah. that uh, yeah, got yeah. me. I, mean, I remember the big episode names. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the amount of times bad, I've watched bad Buffy, beer. Beer bad, yeah. Beer bad. Uh, <laughs> terrible episode. Um. <laughs> The, even given the amount of times, I mean, I've probably watched Buffy all the way through ten times. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the names of all the episodes. Yeah. You know, and because I just it's it's just not something I pay that much attention to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like I remember once more with feeling, mm -hmm. um, blank. No, that's that's Doctor Who. What's the other one? Hush. <laughs> There's another yeah. one. A prophecy girl. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like I said, I'm just I'm not great with remembering. Yeah. The names of the episodes. Yeah. I can be like, oh, you know, it was the one where the principal turned into the big giant snake. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. and, and that's not as important as it used to be because the stories don't individually discern. Well, in Buffy, they do because it, not all the time, but there were, you know, and this is the episode where she, she, she could hear everyone's memory, um, earshot or whatever. So the, those have individual stories, but then there's a continuing thing on it. So it's not as important, obviously. Um, I'm just making comment that when you do binge watch, it does tend to all run together and mm -hmm. everything kind of does a little bit. And especially if you start, if you don't take any breaks in between seasons and stuff, you just keep going. And like you said, Buffy and other shows like that, you 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 have no choice. It's like an addiction. You're like, geez, you know, yeah. I know I have to go to work in two hours, but I could probably fit three episodes in, you know, and yeah, you know, <laughs> that's yeah, you our, know, it's yeah. funny because I did get Buffy on DVD several yeah. years ago, and I don't think I've ever watched more than I I've never opened up some of the packaging. Yeah. Because it's not well done. Hmm. Yeah. It's got, like, I don't know why, but watching when I could, well, this is, you know, I have this Uncle Torrent, and I do everything yeah. that way. That's how I watched it the first time, and now it's on one of the streams. I think it's on Amazon now. Thanks. So. Um, so I can watch it whenever I want. And it's it's much easier watching it that way. Like for some reason, the commercial breaks were really obvious on the DVD set. Yeah. And it, yeah, just, it was a poorly put together DVD set, which kind of surprised hmm. me. Yeah, That's and, and I, I know my wife and I have watched it several times since we we inter were introduced to it. 
So it's one of those things that every couple of years we say, let's go ahead and go through it again. And we, we generally only watch an episode a night um, because by the time we get to it, it's getting late and we mm -hmm. don't have time. So it, it's slow going for us sometimes. Um, once in a while we get to it. But I don't remember the last time when we watched it, what we were watching it on, because maybe the discs, I think we're still using the discs. But if, the, if there's a streaming platform that's convenient, it's kind of, um, it's easier to do it that way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I don't even own a DVD player anymore. So I don't know why I have all these DVDs still. I can't play them on anything. Yeah. So, I mean, again, my whole point of this thing was just to go over, you know, binge watching versus non. And you know, right now, streaming networks are, are playing around with it. They don't know where to go. Disney is stuck with their weekly I don't think they have anything that they came, you know, unless they're something older or something that they put on, they're not going to release a show that, like when they put Clone, obviously when they launched Disney Plus, the Clone Wars, um, all those episodes were already there. So they, boom, they're on there. But when they fi finished off the series, they did it weekly, mm -hmm. I believe. And um, with The Mandalorian too, though, right? Yeah. Weekly yeah. and all the marble. Now, does Netflix do any weekly stuff? Yeah, I think they do. No, they don't. They don't. They drop everything at once. Yeah, because I I couldn't think of something. I think they're the only ones that drop everything at once. Although Amazon Prime does it too. They just drop the whole series. They don't have as many original series as Netflix does. Yeah. Well, Expanse was weekly, if I remember correctly, and boy, the boys which I don't watch anymore. I watched the first season. I think that was weekly. So they do some that are weekly, but then they do others. So, you know, I think it depends on the show. I think it depends on the popularity of it. Mm -hmm. um, if they can milk it a little bit, maybe they release them separately. And I'm just curious of, of why Netflix wouldn't think of doing that. And maybe they will. I mean, maybe there's something, you know, I don't know if there's an advantage to come, having it all at once for Netflix. Yeah. I mean, you know, given the popularity of Stranger Things on Netflix, I don't, I don't think that they would. Yeah. You know, because Stranger Things was just, uh, you know, they just dropped the whole thing and people just watched it. Yeah. Inhaled it. I did. Yeah. But do you think it would be more popular if they did it weekly or less? Yeah, I don't know. Or same. It's hard to tell because, you know, the Marvel things all came out weekly. And I kind of liked that. Well, not on Netflix, though. No, no, no. The, the newer Marvel yeah, stuff. On Disney, yeah. On Disney. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was and kind maybe, of fun to go, oh, it's Friday. It's the new WandaVision or whatever. Yeah. Now, there might be a contract thing going on. Maybe Stranger Things, the production company, has a deal with Netflix to say this has to, be come, this has to come out all at once. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's advantages to weekly. I, I, I keep, you know, I'm not a, I don't want necessarily all these shows to go weekly because then I have to wait. But, you know, and maybe are we, are we in a society where the kids are less patient than we used to be? Could, I would that could be. maybe where they're like, oh my god, I can't wait. You know, you have to rewind that tape before you watch it. No, what are you doing? You know, it's you know, we were like, oh yeah, you have to sit here and wait for the stupid thing to rewind. And um, yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I just I got a um, a turntable a couple of months ago, 
and I've slowly been getting vinyl to play on it. Yeah. Of course, I got rid of all my vinyl um, that I had when I was a kid, and I wanted to re-listen to a song, and I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got to pick up the needle and carefully set it back down in the right spot. I forgot about this. Well, it's better than a cassette where you would have to go, and it's like, wait a minute, I'm not there yet. And yeah. That's why those cassettes were worn out, because if we have one particular oh. song. Um, yeah, that's an analog world for you, and we live in a digital world now. And yeah. um, it, it's, it, But it's, I, I like looking at the differences and the comparisons and stuff like that. I'd be curious yeah, to see. I don't think you could say one is better than the other. They're just yeah. different, you know. It's just a different way to consume entertainment yeah yeah i still think you know like i said i think the weekly stuff is still you know there's something to look forward to you see next week's episode trailers and stuff like that and what they would do is like you would see next week on babylon 5 or whatever and you would see a little clip and you go wow and then as the week goes on they would show a couple other things and you get really like it would be built babylon 5 is probably a bad example but lost or whatever you would see these trailers start to come out and you get more and more excited about it. You know, yeah, by the yeah. time you got to it, you were like, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas binge watching, you're like, Oh, you know, they're cliffhanger. What's going to happen? You know, um, I can find out two minutes. Yeah. She could have died, you know, just uh, hit the button and there you are. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's like, how dare you? We, I had to wait, you know, for Star Trek. You know, I had to wait a whole six months before I saw what happened to Picard, and you just sat there and just pushed play on the next episode and saw You know, so there, you know, I, I guess, and I don't ex- expect anyone, I don't think, well, I do, but do you think anyone who watches a show like Umbrella Academy or something that, that drops all at once, do they still watch it weekly? Like, no, I mean, if I think they watch all at once. Yeah, well, I don't think or you you just watch, you know, one episode a night or something, maybe. Well, when we watched Umbrella Academy, we watched it weekly because we were podcasting. And we were watching, we were reviewing it weekly. And sometimes when my wife and I, we have so many, not recently, but we have so many shows, we couldn't get back to these shows until a week later. And so I kind of some subconsciously said well we'll watch um stranger things the next episode on friday because that's you know and so in a way we're kind of fitting it back into that formula obviously if we're caught up with our shows and there's an episode waiting there we're not going to sit there and go well let's wait till friday we'll just put it on again mm-hmm. um i also consider binge watching like almost like daily is kind of binge watching rather rather than weekly i'm watching person of interest now which is one of my favorite shows and when i watched that initially it was weekly and now we're watching it and i'm like i'm skipping everything else and i'm like well i'm not going to go back and watch superman lois i'm going to watch another episode of person of interest because that's better and so Mm -hmm. i'll watch five or six episodes in a row over the course of five or six days because i just want more of it and if we weren't maybe i would sit down and watch if we weren't watching it together i might say well I'll watch three or four in a, in a day or something, but, um, so anyways, I guess it depends on your, if you're impatient or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of neat. I, I, it gets me a little nostalgic about the olden days where it's like, 
did you see what just happened on the TV? No, because it's all static because the, the antenna's off a little bit. And stand next to it. There, that's better. Yeah. And <laughs> foil on it. Yeah. But um, and in black and white, I, I keep oh, forgetting yeah. it. There was a lot of the show. I didn't get it. We didn't get a color TV until 1977, I think. We didn't get one until 1983. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> my mother was just when my. My father would refuse to get a color TV. I don't know why. We had a TV. It worked perfectly fine. And then when my parents got divorced, my mother went out and bought a VCR, which cost $400 at the time, yeah. and a color television. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a – we bought the color TV the same month that we saw Star Wars. It was 1977, so it was a, a big month for us. We had just moved to the area, too. Um, so it was time for us to, to upgrade to a color TV and, um, yeah, so yeah, kids have it hard now. It's like, uh Oh, you know, black and white. Yeah. Oh no, the Wi-Fi's down. Oh, wow. I'm glad when the Wi-Fi goes out. It's like read don't a book. Forget, don't forget kids. We had to walk to school uphill both ways. So don't. Talk to me. walk all the way across that shag carpet that changed the TV channel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the knob fell off again. I guess it's time to get a new TV. Oh, yeah, the knob. <laughs> that sucked. I remember when my friend first got cable. She was, like, one of the first people in the neighborhood to get cable. And she lived right next door. And it was, like, this, this box that was, like, 18 inches long and had all these switches on it. Oh, yeah. And and you would switch, and then there was another switch, and you would flip it down, and then you could get the other channels. And, like, if you had cable, you just had cable, like, you had everything. Well, it was a, it sounds like an AB, like, um, Springfield cable was like that, too, where it had, you had to go A to get half the channels, and B yeah, to go to the Yeah, I remember second. that. Yep, remember yep that. that's exactly yeah. what it was. It was <laughs> so cool. Forgot about that. <laughs> I remember, and I remember this because a friend of mine, um, had a TV like this where you had the little yellow things. You had to use a little screwdriver to, to fine-tune the, the channels and stuff. It was ridiculous. Oh. But old technology. But Anyway, so that's just some conversation we have about binging. And so if you binge watch and you think about maybe watching shows weekly, see if you can do it. See if you have the patience to do it. And uh, turn the contrast down on your TV so it's in black and white. If it's a you know an older show and um, and and you know disconnect the cable and make it like it so it's really weak signal and stuff like that and try to recreate what, how we used to watch experience TV. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um and get a smaller TV or don't yeah get get yeah. an old twelve inch tube TV yeah yeah well nowadays kids are watching them on their on their cell phones it's like well my TV back in the seventies was bigger than that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, anything else about this? Nope. No. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs>